Maelstrom Radio. Your hosts, Flex and Shinter. everybody to Maelstrom Radio. My name is Flattis. That is Shin. Hi, Shin. Hi, Flattis. <laughs> How's it going? Not too bad. How are you doing? I'm alive. That That's always a good thing. <laughs> it, 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 well, could be terrible. It's not. It's good stuff. It's better um, than the alternative. Being dead? <laughs> that's Deadstrom Radio? So, uh, yeah, man, we got we got a lot to talk about today. There is a lot of information. So, I don't even know where to begin. Do you know where to begin? I don't know where to begin. Well, I guess we can start on some news and, and kind of trans- then go into the, the main points from there. Uh, the uh, last week... Uh, some point um uh there was an article released with a translation uh from the famitsu article uh with yoshida at fanfest uh yeah it's really 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 long it's a and beast there's, there's a lot of good information in it also true so uh time to roll up our sleeves and take it to this article cuz this, uh, I, we have a lot of information coming. This was actually last week, but we didn't get this until after our show. So, um, next show though, uh, will be after the first half of the letter from the producer live. So mon- next following Monday show, the 26th, we will have news. We will have news. So new- more news. This is news. We'll have you more news. We just got so much news. It's going down. So, uh, so uh, we have no Final Fantasy XIV news to really talk about other than the live letters this Friday at 3 a.m. on Black Friday. So if you're up in the waiting in line to buy yourself a 4K television, uh, you might want to just download Twitch on your phone or and then go see Marco or Mr. Happy Stream while you get the translation. Uh, it will uh, bring some headphones because you're probably waiting in the cold and it's probably the best way to pass the time way. You try to snag a $300 television. That's all I really got for Final Fantasy fourteen news. Final Fantasy fifteen releases in about nine days, right? Nine days left? I'm saying yes. I think it's nine days. I'm going to go with yes. it. Yes. Uh, eight days, it. eight days. Eight days, all right. They posted earlier saying there's eight days left. All right, so there's eight days left in Final Fantasy fifteen, And there is... Two days left in Final Fantasy XI's uh, come back and come play Final Fantasy XI campaign. You can currently buy the complete game for ten bucks. That comes with all the expansions, all the extra downloads. Um, the only thing you have to deal with is play online, <laughs> which is kind of pain in the ass. But if you ever wanted to go experience what Final Fantasy XI was like, that's your chance to go do it on the cheap. Um, I'm not sure how long the Final Fantasy XI sale will go on, but I'm assuming. Square Enix store will have a sale this weekend, and I'm sure it'll still be ten bucks. It may even go down to five bucks, um, but no confirmation on that. Also, look out for uh, sales on Final Fantasy fourteen this weekend as well. I'm sure someone will have it on sale. So if you uh, if you're a person that has not purchased Heavensward yet, and you've been waiting to get that, this would be now be the time. And if you have a long weekend, and you only eat, you only really see family on Thursday, and you have the extra three days, it may be a nice time to jump in and start digging your way through the content. Um, so, uh, other than that, I have no news. Other oh, one one piece of community news: we were on uh, Moogle Around Radio, so you should hear that podcast go up sometime this week. Um, we we didn't have a lot of news to talk about on the show, but it was just still fun to hang out with uh, Paul and Chili as always and just discuss um, Final Fantasy. Wow, anything we really food. <laughs> So if you guys uh, don't listen to Moogle Around, go check them out. They're 
uh, two fantastic guys from the UK discussing Final Fantasy XIV. Kind of like us, less food here. More British accent. Yes. Although, Mealstrom Radio is now a thing, so... <laughs> if, you, if you're on Twitter, you might want to go follow Mealstrom Radio. It's like Maelstrom Radio, except not spelt right. It, it not spelt right, probably. And more. there's pictures of my food. 100% more food. Alright, well, with that being said, let's move into this hefty article. We have a lot of main talking points. Um, some stuff we'll just mention and just keep moving because there's a lot to talk about, so... I think the first thing we can kind of just mention that we know was going to happen is that Proto Ultimo would be in in a patch. Um, Really, it's going to be 3.5. They say here unspecified, um, but I believe it is going to be, and I suck because I left my phone on. Uh, Terrible podcaster. Uh, Sorry, that was me too. Oh, was it? Oh, it's all right. So we're both terrible. All right, so we both. See, I could reach for it though. You see, that, it was me because we forgot to tweet out that we were actually going live, so I tweeted out that we were going live. That's kind of an important thing. Nailed it. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Proto Ultima, I suspect that Proto Ultima would be in 3.5. Uh, it will be a 24-man um, t- trial. Uh, so this is clearly something new they're trying out, and it's, this seems like the big thing with Heaven's Word is that we're trying new stuff. We're going to continue to try new stuff and bring it into our future patches. Um, we both were at FanFest, we both played Proto Ultima, um... It was a great fight. I, I did spend half the fight dead, but it was a great fight nonetheless. It, it's a great fight, I wanna see, we do know this, that the, the, the fight coming to us, um, is, cause I have read both parts of the article, both the, uh, the, what, the main talking points we have and the uh, main article on, uh, uh, from Famitsu, uh, it should be a little harder than it was at FanFest, which I'm excited for. <laughs> so, because even in, I, I would say most of our, the death and like us running around with like chickens with our head cuts off had a, a lot to do with me not having my Logitech like button mouse with all the nifty things on the side of it and my gaming keyboard and my setup. And I, once I get my setup and my character, oh, it's game on. <laughs> it's happening. It's very weird going from like a very, very fast mouse and a mechanical keyboard to a rubber dome keyboard and a really, really slow mouse. <laughs> it was still... Me clicking things a pain in the ass. It was a Logitech, but it wasn't my Logitech. <laughs> it was still great equipment, just not what I was used to. Not at all. Um, let's see. The Monk, uh, shown in the trailer, that will be the new AF gear for Monks in 4.0. Female one is unspecified. That's kind of a, a, a gimme. That's what we saw with Dragoon in the Heaven's Word trailer. And it's only, I think, the first tier of raid gear? Yeah. Yep. That's the AF. So the stuff we hit, right, as soon as we hit 70, that would be it. So, and, uh... <laughs> you've heard us mention this before. There's no, there's no proof that that's a dancer in the video or a monk, and the Yoshi P still will not say. So... Um, skirting around the issue a lot. Yeah. No comment. <laughs> uh, the AF equipments will be obtainable once you're 70. Of course, remaining AF equipments will be announced uh, on sometime during the next year's uh, producer letter live. So uh, expect to see more of that. I would say next year as we go in. I would say more from... Uh, we would probably see more of that stuff coming up in the future uh, fan fest. Um, don't forget, Japan is on Christmas. So, um, the song used in the trailer may be different from the complete version and the opening. Fee- we figured that the same thing with Heaven's Word. I figured that as well. And uh, like, this is all stuff. Like I said, this is a lot of stuff we're just hitting really quick because this is obvious stuff. Like the one, one third of the content uh, that we saw at our fan fest, it's going to be chopped up into one third bits. So you're going to get Japan. Then we'll have the other chunk. Then Europe will get the next chunk. Going back to the song quickly, I'm yeah. kind of disappointed, but it's also really understandable that we're not going to hear the opening theme or the, the main theme for the expansion in all of these. Not like either. we have what answers is kind of the theme from A Realm Reborn. We have Heaven's Sword um, and Dragon Song for uh, 2.0, and we are sorry for 3.0, but we we don't have a song for 4.0 yet. And I really, really, really want a song for 4.0. 
Yes. Uh, we prob we will. I don't see why we wouldn't get one, and I have a feeling that a certain uh songstress, uh, female vocal lead will be amazing and lending her vocals uh to. So he kind of mentioned that there is going to be a theme for it. It's just there's it's not going to be in this trailer. Yep. Not yet. Nope. Not at all. Dear Lord. Uh, like even he was mentioning earlier in this article or near the beginning of the article um, that the the main song wasn't or the the main theme for Heaven's Word wasn't released in the trailer either. So it just kind of makes sense that, that it's not going to be in the trailer. It's true, it wasn't. Where did we get that? Th- all right, we'll come back. We'll see. It's all pending. It's all. It's all. It's all happening. Uh, the hints that the scenario against Gardemald will go all the way up to six so, um, you know, strap in. Don't don't expect Garland all to be resolved in Forgoin. And they kind of... They, I don't think they explicitly said so much that it was going to go up to 6.0, but more that with the current storylines and their current ideas, they have enough content to push it out to 6.0. Yeah. So it, it's not necessarily maybe just ex- all about Garland all, but in general, the entire storyline. Like, that might only be halfway through 5.0. The, the five series and then they go to something else completely that's still related to what we do now but they have a lot of story plans still yeah and that's not in count not including all of the uh questions and stuff we'll probably get in 4.0 excited it's good stuff that means that there's going to be more uh loose threads and all new stuff so i uh, hope not up till now, the primals were summoned mostly by beast tribes, so as we are going to a totally new region and area, the primals that will appear in the future will somehow be illustrated differently uh, from what we've seen so far. So that, that's exciting, because I'm kind of getting tired of the, there's a beast tribe, they're going to summon the thing. Oh uh, boy, we got to go defeat the thing. So I would like to see maybe people being able to, almost like a, a Shiva, um, that would be an interesting take. Um, going I mean, forward, we did see that kind of with um, Heaven's Word, right? Most of the primals that were summoned during Heaven's Word weren't beast tribes, or a bunch of them weren't. Yeah, the uh, so far the uh, Sephiroth and uh, the goddess, they were both um... Sophia Sephiroth were pre-existing primals that were being contained. Yeah. Uh, we also had Thoradin, who went a little nuts. Who became, uh, who became a primal? Who wasn't part well. of it, but yeah, exactly. Shiva had the same sort of idea, although that wasn't 3.0. So uh, Bismarck and Ravana were both still beast tribes. So I wonder if this is the place where where the where the um, the idea of the human aspect, the well, the 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 races knowing that they can summon primals themselves will come into effect. Like that. That's essentially what. Uh, is trying to be stopped not by the scions but um by the uh getting all my all, all my things all mixed up those guys with the masks and the funny guns the astians <laughs> there we go no not the no, they don't have guns not the Astians. oh you're talking about uh the garleans garleans thank you the garleans um yeah everything ends with an a in second <laughs> Uh, although, speaking of Asians, I'm going to jump ahead a little bit because it is in there. We'll skip it when we get there. Uh, the Asians will not, will, won't be in, uh, we won't see too much of them in Stormblood. Um, that's worrisome, actually. Really? You think that's worrisome? You know, well, they've kind of been... Asian heavy? They've, well, they've been kind of major to a lot of the plot points, and they've been cooking and scheming a lot, but... They haven't had a whole lot of luck, so if they're not going to be as prominent in Stormblood, then what are they up to, and how is it going to completely screw us over in the following expansion? I don't know yet, but we'll find out. Um, Something bad's going to happen. Exactly. Um, Xenos Ye Galvis is described so far uh, with, with only a hint as a character that does not go in line with any character. So... Um, What's your what's your take on that? That he's kind of like his own, like he's his own man, maybe. Like he doesn't follow the Garlean I- I- idea, 
like he's like i rule i rule alamigo and this is mine and even though i i respect and hold up the garlean i hold the garlean flag i may have my own ways and views i don't know necessarily if it's think, describing think, his character so much think we could turn him well, further on in the the article, he does mention that um, they've specifically designed Xenosuch so that players will not really sympathize with him at all. God, like, God. it sounds like he's going to be an asshole. Oh, is he going to be super asshole? Like, he's he's not... going to be super asshole. No one's going to like him. Like, because so far, like some of the Garleans, like we understand, like I understand the concept of why they don't want us to have the, I, the like they don't want the races to know that they have the power to summon the primals as well. Um, it's, which is really why they want to control that power because they don't want us to know that we have that ability to do it, which is still giving them the power to do it anyway. <laughs> um, which we also know is possible. Yeah. We have summoned primals before. Mm-hmm. So it's all bad. It's all bad. <laughs> and let's hope that the Garleans don't figure out how to do it. Maybe some assholes figured it out or, <laughs> uh, I'm not saying uh, Galvis is down on his asshole, but it's possible. When asked if he could be compared to Kefka Palazzo, <laughs> Yoshida asked, asked to refrain from comparing. For now, he is the biological son of the current emperor. I know I skipped that, don't worry, I'm coming back. Uh, Yoshida told us to look forward for the future about him. I have a. F- He's going to be our Kefka. He is our Kefka. <laughs> when asked about the weapon zone is held, yes, uh, we kind of mentioned this. I don't know. Did we talk about we talked about this? On we a talked bit about on. it a lot. We we called it. It's a gunblade. It is a gunblade. Now, now I mentioned on Moo around it that I think it's a gun that shoots swords <laughs> instead of I'm a sword gun. That. It's a gunblade. It can shoot swords. I want it to shoot swords. I that's it's literally a gunblade. Um, regular Van Hydris will have a role in three point five. Apparently, I don't. What the fuck is he doing? <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. It sounds like like. That's going to kind of be the end of or the the end are, of him playing a main role in our story, at least. Though, are we killing him finally? Are we just going to put an end to regular? Maybe he's going to be our primal. Oh, he's the or demon. Oh, no. Well, wait, what demon? Because he can't be the demon that. Uh... The... Why can't he? <laughs> why can't he? Why can't he be it? There's three because gods. That... Oh yeah, we still have the third god, but we are. Wait, are you talking about the one from the mock quest line or? No, not the mock. Wait, no, because we already know who that is. No, not not the mock quest line. The the uh, the warring triad quest line. Right. So you're yes. talking about the third primal that we haven't seen. Yes, yet. I have a. F- what what if? <laughs> What if somehow he goes in and, like, becomes a part... Like, in order for it to become... It's release its power, he has to become a part of it? Like, he gets there before us? Clearly he's there. They know that they these things exist, because they they've been watching and trying to stop us. I don't know. It's... It's very crafting. Let's just go there. <laughs> I have nothing to add to this. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Though the staff, uh, has decided on what to do with the Sinian for now, they won't divulge anything. Yoshida has also claimed that Sinian is a character he likes, so he would like to have him at least appear in the future. He also prepared an amazing stage for his appearance. And is, well, he's also afraid that he, he would be received by, how he's, how he would be, uh, how he would be received by players. I don't know, I need to talk like, uh. It was Bullwinkle, but I didn't <laughs> that happened. The, uh, so, um, it's also unclear if uh, he'll have a role in 4.0. Um, it's undecided right now. And then uh, later, as I'm going to add it now because they do mention it later down the line. Um, it, it, we're not sure if he'll become a scion, per se. And it's mostly because of Estinian as a character. Not that he wouldn't be a scion because he holds up Right, I think he just has a different thought process than the Scions. Um, he's very the anti-hero. Um, it's kind of interesting, though. Like, Ishida comes out and says that he would actually like Estinian to join the Scions, and they're going to try to move his personality to become a person that would be interested in joining the Scions. So it kind of almost sounds like they're maybe making him into a Scion eventually. 
Sounds like it. Oh, Alfie can't wait to ask him. I know. <laughs> Alfie's like, it is. It's your boy Alfie. Um, I don't know what's going with that. Uh, let's see. Voice recording for Stormblood will start soon. Um, I don't think Square. I, I I don't know if they have a contract prior to what's going currently on in the video game world with voice actors. Um, also, I don't know if they're vo those voice actors are in. I I really don't know. Um, but so it's so that's that's reassuring to know that this re voice recording will start for Stormblood, and uh, the the current strike isn't uh, going to affect uh, Stormblood in any way. Um, but I do stand with those voice actors. I do believe that they need better, um, better uh, like being taken care of and all that fun stuff. So go go guys, get your, get your money. <laughs> Uh, the four, uh, the flow for Stormblood uh, to level 70 is going to be the same one main job. We'll be going through the MSQ all the way to 70. That seems about right. I would feel weird if I had to switch jobs to do things, um, especially if I didn't level them. Then I'd have to be forced to go back and level stuff and then take it through. Um, so, makes sense. Some people don't like leveling other jobs. Uh, side they, they did... Oh, go sorry, ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead. Yeah, they, they did kind of mix it up a little bit more. Like I know at least when I was running through the 3.0 expansion, uh, around probably 57, 58-ish, I kind of ran out of main story quests to do, and I had to go and do some of the side quests in order to continue in the main story quest. But for this expansion, they're going to focus more on main story quests and less on the side quests. So even though there's still the same amount of content, uh, we're going to be able to pro uh, progress through the main story quest um, and have that uh, give you all the experience you're going to need in order to get to uh, 70, hopefully. Seems about right. Uh, so another new job will be hinted at the upcoming uh, FanFest Japan Tokyo, which we know. It's just kind of given. The question is, but, will, he, will he do a shirt thing? The I don't think... I think he said there's actually going to be one announced at uh, Japan. So we get a confirmation of one, and then, but well, do you think we'll do like we'll get the confirmation, and then we'll get uh, the the teaser? I don't know, or if maybe we'll just get a different class. Maybe <laughs> they won't actually tell us what that class is that they teased during uh, the Vegas fan fest. Oh come on! <laughs> like he it, does announce it. Wouldn't so it be so great just for them to announce everything else except for that one, just to make everyone like really confused or shit themselves with anger <laughs> what the fuck either way i think it would be hilarious to watch it would be the greatest troll it would be the greatest troll um the next section we we have is kind of long-winded i'm gonna try to compact it a little bit um it's more about like how the how can i explain it the skills, it's essentially about the skills and the adjustment to skills they want to make and how it's working right now and what they intend. Um, they kind of want to take things... They're, I'll, I'll try to give you a quick overview. They're, they're trying to look at things and saying, all right, are you using this? Is it useful? Are you using it in solo play versus you know multiplayer play? Um, how can they make it more useful for solo play? Um, if they can't, and you're not using for multi and solo, is it usable at all? They're also looking at different things that stack, like, all right, do you need two buttons for two separate things that can stack a different buff on you, and they can they combine that into being one thing? So they're looking at that stuff so there's less buttons on the bar, um, which makes sense, um, because some things you can kind of get away with, like, like, Dark Knights have two different types of shields. I'm pretty sure if you could probably split it down the middle and lower the cooldown. They don't want to affect the global cooldown, but um, both those shields have their own kind of global cooldown. Like, they both have their own type of cooldowns on them. So you could probably split the difference and get a shield that lasts a little longer. It's a little tougher, and then do it that way. And then that's that frees up a button slot, so... Look for that. Like, that's more of that. They do a better explanation on Reddit. Like, if you go to Reddit, somebody took the time to translate specifically that part. And it's a lot. <laughs> it is a lot to go through. And it would take us the rest of the show to explain it. Um, 
just note that it is they are intent like in like intensely digging deep into how to solve the the clusterfuck that is the buttons and try to make it easier on the front end um so that new players can kind of lead in so that the difficulty at 70 is where it is like the skill that you need at 60 is the skill you need at 70 which it should be that's the way it should be like it shouldn't be harder it should be where it is now and then you have i would hope a little bit less buttons to press um with the same effective battle and and skills because they're not affecting the global cooldown because they 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 want that to stay so think think that the i did probably didn't do it complete justice but you know um uh are we going to learn new actions by completing job quests like we did in heaven's word we changed it a little bit the quest team told us that always connecting and relating the events and cutscenes uh to the action you learned from the quest was difficult so we split it up where there will be actions you learn by just leveling and actions you learn by doing just job quests. So we wanted to make a deeper story for job quests, so we cut down the actions you learn by doing the job scenario and added more actions you learn just by leveling, which I like. I think uh, no, job quests felt a little... Dark Knight was really good. Um, I, I found it disjointing when I was like, I did this one thing, and all of a sudden it was this whole new story. <laughs> Like did this one thing to get me to fifty, and then I was all of a sudden it'd take a beeline to something else. It it was a little bit forced at times, almost like okay, we we need to put your character into this scenario to unlock this specific ability, and that does I think take away from the game a little bit. And going back to this, like hey, yeah, if we can tie it in, great. But you know what, we have a much better. Uh, progression for your character so that they just grow into this uh, you get the the sense that your character has a purpose and a specific uh purpose yeah that's all i was kind of going with that yeah um global cooldown combos will not change which i mentioned earlier existing jobs will have different images accompanying those changes unification of jobs and class itself may be in 5.0 on, onward when asked if that's what they want to do it uh, because it, it's going to take a lot of time to actually execute it. Um, so in other words, we're, what they mean is that in 5.0, possibly in 5.0, maybe further, uh, the class system is just going to go away. So you won't see Gladiator. You'll probably have Paladin. You'll just have the jobs and you'll have the jobs in their, their re, uh, respective cities. Um, so... Which makes sense, because I think a lot of uh, people trying to get in this game, like when I tell them, like, oh, you want to be this, they're like, all right, so once I had 30, what I have to do? I'm like, you have to stop, level this whole other thing to 15 to unlock the monk. And they're like, that kind of sucks, but okay, and they could do it. So um, it's a neat idea, but I think this, just having the job system, I think, is just a nicer way of doing things, personally. personally but. They also agree, so I'm going to go with it. So, yeah. You know, like, uh, coming from a, an EverQuest 2 background, um, when it initially launched a long, long time ago, uh, they had a series of, I can't remember the name for it, but they had like your very, very base classes. So you basically had like a fighter, a mage, a healer, and a uh, scout. And then from there, you'd hit level 10 and you'd diverge into uh, something, one of three different specializations uh, or subclasses. And then you'd suddenly become like, I'm a, like a summoner or I'm a, a sorcerer or I can't remember what the third one is for mage. But then, and then when you hit another uh, milestone, you would suddenly specialize into one of two different classes, which from that whole list, you had 24 different classes from there, which I think gives a lot of depth to each of them and kind of shows you how they're all somewhat related, but not they're still different. So I think it'll be, we'll kind of lose some of that coming from um, having these very general classes of you are this kind of little arcanist or thaumaturge, and then suddenly at 30, you get this specialized knowledge that, yes, now I'm a whatever they turn into black mage and uh, <laughs> going back to eq2 there and completely forgot how final fantasy classes work it's fine it happens 
Don't want me, like, I started thinking about paladins, and I played my paladin, and I was like, how the, where's land hand? I can't heal myself, what the hell type of paladin is this? Um, <clears throat> there, uh, there's some talks about raids. Uh, they discuss the difficulty of raiding. Yoshi is really happy with, um, the clear, uh, the clear rate of, uh, Alexander Creator Savage, um, saying that is, like, kind of the perfect balance. Um, I know a lot of people don't find Savage, like, Alexander, like, like, the, the current balance right now, I don't think a lot of people think it's too tough. Um... I think a lot of people are saying it's really easy, maybe too easy. But I we've said on the show before that you kind of have to do that. Like if you if your stuff was tuned way too hard in the beginning, you've you've already neglected a lot of you've already pushed a lot of people away. Even in normal, you've already pushed a lot of people away from raiding. So at the end, going into a new expansion, you if you wanted to make it easier, now is the time, especially with ending Alexander, and that's your main eight player like hard content. So that was the right time to do it because now people are going to be willing to start raiding in 4.0 and then you could start ramping up that difficulty, which he mentions with a new raiding tier. He would also say uh, something beyond Savage, um, but this would be considered a challenge. So you'd have to clear um, certain steps or certain um, things beforehand to even unlock it. And then it would be like a content of superiority and uh, so... That's cool. I would like to see a challenge like a like it you know, you have normal savage and then whatever this next thing is. But I would hope that next thing is also what your world first people wanna strive for. Um because I would think I would like to see normal be normal, savage be harder, but like maybe mid core that like what I would consider maybe even Shin and I would probably be at because I think normal for us would be okay and then like maybe like an ex version of a raid where it's like i would dip my toe in that just to just to see but if it scares me i'm gonna go back to my little hidey hole and... <laughs> um but as long as uh i i agree that if you're gonna do something that hard that you should have some sort of reward that says hey listen i pounded my chest i hit my head against this wall and i did it um so i, I don't put something in that hard and not have a decent enough where it's like gear set like that's unique to it would be really cool something that people are like shit i want that like even if it is like a a, a set higher like a like a couple of points higher even it's like a like instead of like 360 it's like 365 or something like that. or three even 362 something that's like shit they're like two points higher and it's just a little bit better than my gear and it looks a little cooler because i know they're like looking at particle effects for gear and stuff like that too coming up so who knows and coming as someone who formerly really, really enjoyed uh, raiding and, and tried to do some of that, the really harder content there, um, I think that that still serves a good purpose. And I think that it would be good to have content that, yes, not every player can clear. Especially even now as I'm much more not raiding and I don't have the time to put into it. Laid back raiding. I'm, I'm like a filthy casual now. Hey, listen, some filthy casuals will get through raids. I don't know how they do it. They just do it, like, cause, you know what? It's because we're laid back. That's why. Because we wouldn't be the guys, at, we wouldn't be the assholes like day one. Like, we're clearing this tonight. Yeah, we're, we're not world firsting. We're not going for any timers. We're just eventually going to clear it whenever we feel like it. Yeah, we're like. We're not there yet, though. We're, we're like we're like world 20th. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> More like 200, 2000 Oh, don't say two thousand. At least give us five fifty, three fifty, three fifty. We're real three fifty. I'm going with it. All right. Yeah. So that's coming from people who still haven't finished all of the extreme content. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. In any way, like I think that having that content that is somewhat exclusive, at least when it's still um, fresh, when it when it's still like topped or the the highest tier content, I think that's something that's still important and yes people won't be able to clear it and maybe they're not going to be able to clear it for some time but it gives a sense of completion that you've actually finished something and you are part of that group that has done it and there's they put out a lot of content for everyone else they have the crafting the mini games the trials the everything else is geared towards players that really don't 
don't have to spend a lot of time or don't put a lot of time into it, but they can still clear that content. So having a little bit of content that they can't clear, I, I think is kind of a good trade-off. Plus you get lots of cool points of saying you cleared that content. Yup. All right. So I'm going to, I'm going to hit these two points real quick. Cause I do want to talk about Eureka and I think that's really important. Cause I think I'm, I'm super stoked for Eureka. So Optical Sight Mechanic has created a player base of being able to do this mechanic easily and bad at this mechanic. That is, they definitely looked, uh, took note in that. So, um, the I agree. The optical sight sometimes you can miss it, especially when you see like the eye. I I we've missed it. We both have. We both can admit that we've missed that mechanic. And I've been frozen in place or turned into a zombie because it's hard. Like you don't see it right away, and there's so many flashes of color coming out of these fights. Like, they need to, they rather need to make the eye bigger enough to, like, so that everyone can kind of see it. Because it, unless you're close or you're running, but because you, if you're fighting a mob or doing something, it's, it's tough. Um, and not much hints on the 24, next 24 man uh, alliance raid. So we might see that uh, on the next upcoming fan fest. So, all right. Uh, Forbidden Land of Eureka, Yoshida doesn't think uh, that th- that th- it's a place everyone would like to visit. <laughs> Equating it to a ghost house where, why would I want to go purposely visit a scary place like that? <laughs> why not? Why not? However, even if players were not to go because it is a scary place, why would I want to? It's a place that it is to create a curiosity because it, even if it is scary, there is still something to look forward to. Yoshida answers this question using a couple dating uh, logic for this. Forbidden Land Eureka may be uh, the place uh, that is created as a theme park where one can do their next relic uh, through there. Yoshida, on the issue, mentions that uh, up till now, weapons are all created through using existing content. So they're looking at using the land, um, creating a specific attraction park area for the next relic. Also, possibly Anima Gear. So they, he's hinted at this whole, like, not only the weapon, but a gear set, which would be kind of awesome. <laughs> so, uh, now there's, there's no confirmation on the gear set. It's only in talks, but it would be kind of interesting to, uh, especially because we, we've always complained, like, oh, it's always t- t- tome farming. But it would be kind of interesting to, to change it up a little bit and have a gear set that follows you through the whole storyline a little bit um i don't know to me like still have tomes but i also have this alternative gear set that looks really dope and changes and stuff um so uh where is it uh the forbidden land quite appropriate for it the concept came behind it came from final phase three which eureka is a land sealed by strong weapons and magic hence the thought that using it as content for vanilla that aims to have players invest their time without getting burned out the content is also aimed to be challenging which he cited 72-hour notorious monsters are one of the key features i am excited i want that so bad um so uh and then if you also um uh, it's also content made for final fantasy 3 fans of course um exploration islands 2.0 it's the new data is scheduled for patch 3.5 so we're gonna actually see the update uh, it's described as a mini raid that requires four men in the party, but it's entirely different from Forbidden Land of Eureka, and both uh, are different starting points itself. Simpler terms are not related. Uh, rewards for exploration of Island Tupuna is underway, so expecting in the upcoming relic post anima will be completely done through Forbidden Land of Eureka. If it goes well, he might think of armor equipment version of relic through Eureka as well. So there you go. I'm excited for that. Uh, on the armor version part, Yoshida's idea that he wants players to register the armor of their liking in terms of outlook and then create their relic armor from there, which hints on Glamour playing a huge part there because Glamour is the true endgame, as we all know. <laughs> it really um, is. If it kind of, yeah, it kind of is. No to races. None. Maybe for patch 5.0, but none right now. No bunny women. I want them. Just you, have to wait. You want them, but not now. Two and a half years. Yep. When asked uh, how there was a group called Griffin Knights, which is an all-Amigan army thing, whether we would get uh, get to do a battle while riding on flying mounts, Yoshida said if he were to do so, he'd want multiple players to ride on a giant mount and start bombing things around. Uh, that's just an S. Yes. yes, I kind of want that. 
Um, the outline for level progression to level 70 is done. The issue, however, is whether jump potions will be implemented or not. Otherwise, the pickup point will be the same as 2.5 to 3.0. All main scenarios have to be cleared beforehand. I... T <sighs> we'll talk more about jump potions later. I can't get into it now. I just can't. I can't. I just can't. Bring that, that's a up. whole other topic there. It is. Uh, 3.5 serves as a tie into Stormblood. This is obvious. So we'll start seeing it. Things wrapping up in the next patch. Main. Uh, the main three cities will remain non-flyable zones for mounts. This is due to the fact that they do not have the costs to make any playable content for this. Instead, the investing costs will have just been making it flyable in the existing area. They decide to invest on new areas. However, they have planned something for existing areas like these. So, not now. I would assume in the future at some point when they need to update the old content, which eventually they will. Most MMOs try to strive and do that eventually. Wow, did it with Cataclysm. So, apparently they, they, they are clearly mapping out their world and how they want to do things. So, it, for right now, best to move forward before to move back. Uh, um, new Beast Tribes are under planning. It'll be in a course of adding new areas under under existing region like northern side of Ishgard. You should have simply said, I don't know. Um, and when asked if the termination of PS3 support means that we have secured additional resources needed to expand the inventory slots of their platforms, you should have said, a lot of players completely misunderstood that, no. Termination of PS3 support has nothing to do with it at all, uh, which makes sense. Uh, that's just... That's numbers. It's really like you don't want to continue discontinue support for something that has striving numbers because you're losing out on money. But if you see 1% of your population, if not less, playing on that platform and you're like, all right, is this holding back our game? Do we Can we still make that claim and say that this is something that we need to do and, and push for? If you can't find a reason to do it, it's time to call it quits. Um, because you want your game to be pushed up with graphics as time goes on. You want it to still look great and beautiful and stay with the times. Like if it starts to look dated, especially Final Fantasy, since it's more a little more realistic looking, you're gonna people are gonna start to notice. WoW can kind of get away with it because it's a little more cartoony and they've updated their graphics recently ish. So, but it still kind of looks a little dated to me. Like, the animations look fantastic. Like, the world looks dated. Like, the older content looks great. Older zones do not too much. So, that's just me. Um, We're coming at the end here, so I'm going to try to hit these last points. and Quick round. Quick round, yeah. When asked further, Yoshida has clarified that a lot of people have cited how memory problems are the ones holding back the game. But in actuality, it never was about memory issues. This uh, was also explained in depth. Um, so... Yeah, that's it. That's TLDR. <laughs> as, for, uh, as for the reason of ending PS3 supports, due to how they want to enhance and improve the... Like I said, it's just improving crap. <laughs> uh, and since Sony has been pushing PS4, both companies decided to fully... It, I don't know if it's too much with Sony. I think a lot has to do with just making the, grain, the, the, grain, the game uh, just a better experience for everyone. In, in the whole, it's a, just a better experience for everybody else. And it, PS3 players, guess what? Black Friday is this Friday. It's it's here in Europe. It's not just the states. Europe has Black Friday as well. PS4 systems will be on sale and probably dirt cheap, like somewhere anywhere between 150 200 bucks of the pros out. So well, see, and I can't speak for Europe because I'm not familiar with the sales, but we have something similar that they call Black Friday sales uh, up in Canada, and we might get lucky if we get like ten twenty dollars off of things. We just we have really really poor Black Friday sales. They're not that nothing bites. like the U.S. ones. That bites. Just listen. Just buy your PlayStation here and import it. Probably worth it. <laughs> so it might actually be it, it'd probably be cheaper. So do it that way. Or if you have a friend in the states and they're willing to hook you up, hook it up. Let, let make it happen. Or build a PC. Honestly, <laughs> PCs you could probably get a good decent gaming PC that'll last you longer than a. You could probably get a good decent build for five hundred sixty bucks. I, I can I could send people web to YouTube links. Be like, listen, if you it'd be kind of close for that. Eh, well, for something that's gonna last longer than a PS4, it's gonna be close. The Pro or the current PS4? Either of them. I don't know. The the, con the stuff in the PS4 is pretty old already. Like my my PC be outbeats a PS4. So, just saying. <laughs> 
Your PC is probably also a little bit more than five hundred dollars. Uh, yeah. <laughs> My new PC <laughs> will be. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so, uh, jumping potions. Yoshida mentions the ratio of agreement. Implementing jump potions uh, are seven to three. If you implement that, so, wait, what? Seven to three, like seven no, three yes, or seven yes, three no. Uh, if they do implement this, the devs will decide how jumping potions only up to a certain level, which is level 60? That seems really high, right? Like, that seems like a really high jump. I don't know. I think if you were going to do it. All right, so, all right, well, I'll jump right back. I'll jump back to that, and we'll do closing thoughts. Release date for Stormblood is, is strongly hinted at June of next year, which we kind of been expecting and hinting at ourselves here. Real quick, jump potions. I didn't want to get into it, but I'm going to get into it. <laughs> I mentioned the damn things twice. We got so close. Keeping it quick. Keeping it quick. Okay, taking a breath for this one. If you were going to do a jump potion, this is how I would do it. Make it so that you stop it. The player gets jumped up incrementally. All right, so you jump up to 15. You do the first round of, like, my little leaf, like, learning how to play my class thing. You pick your class. You do the thing. You create your character. Jump up. And then you start learning how to play. They jump you up again to, like, midway. And you do the next stat, like, round, like, level 30, getting your, like, your job and everything like that. Boom. And then jump you up to 50. Learn how to play 50. Then jump you up to 60. Do it incrementally. And then also feed you story in that way. Like, feed you, like, clips of the story so you understand what the hell's going on. And then you're kind of like, oh, okay, I get it, I get it. And then it, you can unlock all the bullshit that way. I also think that you shouldn't get flying, you shouldn't get a mount. Like, you have to go back and, like, go and get that, grab that stuff. I think you should only get the level. Also, if you're going to give me jumping potions, I should be able to use it on a, a crafter <laughs> class. Because I'm okay with leveling. I'm okay. I'm, I'll skip a gatherer any day of the week. <laughs> so, that's just me. All right. Thoughts done in jumping potions. Other than that, they're bullshit. Don't do it. Closing thoughts, Shane. What do you think? There's a lot of stuff. There's stuff we didn't even hit on here, but um, it is a lot of good news. There's a lot of information here, and like even I haven't digested the entire thing of this. There's a lot. There is. I mean, we'll. I'll continue to read it because there's still more, and if we can get another show based on some of this, there's some stuff in here that I would like to talk about as a show in itself. Like, I, con- Eureka is interesting to me, and I would like to do a show on Eureka. Um, our thoughts and how we would make Eureka work, and I think we can do that as a future episode. Other than that, closing thoughts. This was a good article. Uh, it's a lot of information. Um, this came right after FanFest, and I didn't expect more than uh, just a rehash of what we heard at FanFest. But this was more than I expected from Yoshi, especially with uh, Producer Live coming out next week and FanFest in uh, December. So. I'm excited. I really am excited. This sounds like there is a fire lit under Yoshi's ass for for Stormblood. Um, So I'm hoping Stormblood is a fantastic expansion. Not to say Heavensward isn't. um, Just Heavensward felt... I don't know. Like It's very experimental. Like It felt like they put a lot of experimental stuff in here just to see what would stick and what wouldn't. And clearly some of it, like, for example... um, verminion like to me like that was a waste of cost like nobody plays it i never see anybody fucking playing verminion um, but it's on the duty finder now it is and nobody's using it <laughs> no like have you tried queuing it's got worse weights than pvp i've never played it yeah it's i i need to just finish it so i can get that one minion like my twin tanya minion and that's it that's all i wanted for it, and i'm done i'm never gonna play it again other because you gotta think they still have to put anytime they release a minion they have to build up like what the fuck it does for the minion so that still takes i don't know put more put more shit into your pvp and fix like the damn that fix that i want pvp fixed so i can queue faster if i could queue faster i'd play pvp more often i think shin would too i think he'd (laughs) i'd actually go into pvp if the queues were a little faster yeah that's it that's all we asked for uh closing thoughts uh just do that uh do we have any memories from the past week i'm so close to hitting minecraft i'm so close you're one, almost there i am one oil away i'm sad i also i need to just get three more things stickers three more stickers i gotta do that tonight i may just have yeah. to run sastasha i just i'll reset for sastasha, sastasha three times and run now we it. got other stuff we can do we, yeah that's true we do um 
I did finish my anima. I did finish my anima step, and I'm on the next step now. I'm one step. But that's I'm impressive. One oil away from that step, and then I'll be there. Other than that, we got nothing else. Uh, our, our iTunes will be up, I promise you, this week. We did it. We had it. We we had the link. He gave me the link. I, put, I went to iTunes. I went to click the thing and hit validate, and it said, nope, do not pass go. Do not collect $200. You cannot validate. So we were this close, guys. Um, we will get that figured out and worked out this week. We know the issue. We know it's just it sucks that we have to kind of redo some things because <laughs> iTunes is picky. I think everyone else would accept it. iTunes just being really picky about it. So other than that, you can find us on. Uh, you know what? Shin, take this. <laughs> Tell them where they can. Find- all right, you can find us on the web on our blog, which is www.maelstromradio.com, not .net, .com. Uh, you can email us, show at maelstromradio.com. You can reach us on Twitter, at maelstrom underscore radio. Or, fun fact, we have a new Twitter account for our secondary um, quote show. And uh, you can find us at Maelstrom Radio. If you see pictures of food, you know you found the right place. Tweet us, uh, finally, tweet, oops, us, tweet us your food at Maelstrom Radio. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Uh, and finally, you can watch our stream live or some of our other streams at twitch.tv slash maelstromradio. I, I think that's everywhere we are. That's about it, man. I uh, Listen, thank you all so much for joining. Um, we had a great talk. It was a good discussion. Excited for Stormblood. Excited for next week. Excited for pre- Letter from the Producer Live. I'm all out of gas. I got nothing left in me, and I'm going to go finish in my last three stickers, so I will see you all next week. For Shinter, I'm Flattis. See you all next time. Thank you for listening to Maelstrom Radio. Today's episode is produced by Shintra Zarek and Flattis, a.k.a. Cypher Blackfire. You can find us on the web at www.maelstromradio.com. You can email the show at show at maelstromradio.com. You can find us on Twitter at maelstrom underscore radio and on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash maelstromradio. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash maelstromradio. The intro provided by Benjamin Anthony James, and the outro provided by Soto. And until sea swallows all, we'll see you next time.